God. Sometimes I still sit and reminisce and think about the years I was raised. Back in the days. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back we love the 90s and apparently the TV and film industry as well. EP Michael Womble and Val The Voice are going back in time to reminisce about why we love the 90s. Allow us to review a recent revival with Malcolm Lee's The Best Man, the final chapters. Hollywood has come a calling. They want to make unfinished business into a movie. Our carefree college days on full display. I love it. That book caused a lot of drama. Get your popcorn ready. And other film and music classics that made the 90s worth loving. Let's kick off the sixth season of Interludes 90s style. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners. The course starts January 7th. Learn more about it on our website today. And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val, the voice, Johnson. popular culture are looking back and not only looking back to 2022 they're looking back to 1992 or better yet 1991 which was a seminal year for african-americans in movies arguably one of the best years for african-americans in the movies it's certainly a time that i certainly enjoyed going to the movies remember going to the movies val the voice i was a sophomore in college and that was always exciting to go and check out the movies I've been a moviegoer since I was a kid but definitely when you're in college and you have an extra five dollars to go see a movie and then I think about 90 and 91 I think about 91 and 91 yeah two three Four films come to mind for nine. Well, three came to mind for me. I'll mention my three. If you got a fourth one on that year, then mm-hmm. feel free to add it. And I think these three are like almost, I mean, they say so much about not only um, African-American storytelling, mm-hmm. but the types of stories, the ways in which people told stories mm-hmm. and who suddenly had a voice uh, that did not have a voice, at least with you know, for 20 years prior, and that was the, uh, you know, the so-called black exploitation films. But in 1991, we had a movie coming from an African-American female director, which certainly touched on a subject that had never been brought in, on the big screen before. We had a young man uh, from Chicago, a comedian, make a uh make a pseudo biopic about a wonderful uh, R&B group. 
and you had a young man from Los Angeles who became the youngest person ever to be nominated for best director by the Academy Awards still to this day. And in those movies, I'm talking about Daughters of the Dust by Julie Dash, which is 1991. Then there was The Five Heartbeats, 1991, Robert Townsend. And then finally, Boys in the Hood, 1990, mm -hmm. John Singleton, may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. So sad of those three. That's the person we have to say, may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. And from those movies, especially the Boys in the Hood, we have some of the biggest stars, both on the small and big screen of this past year. That movie gave us Angela Bassett and a young jogging Nia Long. So, wow. I mean, two of the biggest stars right now on the screen came from that. For Five Heartbeats, you have Robert Townsend, who directed some of these uh, episodes of a TV show that we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. One of the couple of which that would tell us and explain to the world why it's not just you and me, mm -hmm. but it seems like viewers all over the world love the 90s. Yeah, I know I did. I know that finding my voice as a filmmaker was definitely uh, remarked by Julie Dash. I hadn't seen an African-American woman do a feature and do it so beautifully telling a story that was, you know, deeply uh, mesmerizing and kind of, you know, uh, a throwback to history, but then seeing our story being told in a regal and um, emotional, compassionate way. Um, so it's a movie about Black history that wasn't about slavery and was Love in it. fact about the keeping, the, the connection between Africans and African Americans. And she did it in such an incredible way. And as you said, brought up history that really had not been explored fully. The Gullah people, the people off of the mm -hmm. South Sea Islands. But not only that, that movie was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I saw that movie, I believe I saw it at the uh, Art Institute of Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out, it wasn't in theaters. I don't ever remember it being in theaters. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe somewhere in LA or New York, it probably played in theaters, but not here in the Midwest, you had to struggle to find it. And when you did, you were rewarded. And certainly Julie Dash has gone on to direct many other things, a lot of television. Um, certainly she has been one of those, you know, fundamental people who I know that other directors have turned to and looked at like uh, an Ava DuVernay and said like, this is someone who really opened the door and made, you know, my presence possible. So Daughters of the Dust, wow, it's one of the reasons that we love the 90s. Mm -hmm. And um, Doors of the Dust was um, one for best cinematography uh, by the Sundance, uh, by Sundance. And, um, and she literally, uh, oh, the Library of Congress has placed the film and her UCLA um, senior thesis under the National Film Registry. That's pretty huge. They, they've done that with Spike with his first, with, with his first film. But this is a remarkable um, honor when 
a filmmaker is bestowed upon, well, we want to keep you and we want to keep you in um, our history, um, film collecting, you know, the Library of Congress. So any anyone could find this film and do research because people want to do research on on that. It's such topic. a beautifully told mm -hmm. movie. And, you know, as you said, representing UCLA in a way, mm -hmm. when we go to the other school, um, still in the Pac-10, in the future will be in the Big Ten. Uh, that sounds weird to say, but USC, you got yeah. uh, USC is probably one of their most famous uh, grads there and John Singleton with Boys in the Hood, 1991, a movie that gave us Ice Cube in front of the camera, mm -hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr., mm -hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. He was Larry back then. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. And then these two people that we're going to touch upon in just a couple of minutes, Nia Long and Morris Chestnut. Mm -hmm. So in a way, um, as we move through, these are two people that started that decade and ended that decade. Mm -hmm. And for Nia Long, Nia Long is one of the reasons that I love the 90s. <laughs> I love the 90s because of Nia Long. I had to go back and make sure. But if you wanted a beautiful black woman to portray some part of the experience in the 90s you called me alone me alone was in everything what was me along in me along started out in boys in the hood as brandy a name that i can't forget she then she moved uh in Beyond that, she went to uh, another movie with Ice Cube, Friday, in which she was Debbie. Then next up was Soul Food, Bird. She was Bird. Um, she was Bird in Soul Food. Yeah. Love Jones. Nia became Nina. Ooh, Nina Mosley. <laughs> oh, Love Jones. And then she wrapped up the decade of the 90s in the best man as Jordan. Mm -hmm. Representing Jordan, another popular person in the 90s. Yeah. Jordan and the uh, best man in the Jordan that happened to play for Chicago. <laughs> representing six championships. <laughs> all uh, of these all of these crisscrosses and Oh, crisscross. Oh, that's the 80s. I don't know. Was that the 90s? Was the 90s. Crisscross cross? Yeah. Did you have your crisscross in the nineties? Did I have my cross colors in the nineties? I did. Your crisscross, cross colors. I had, I had I had all of that. But I definitely and I know that uh Nina Nia Nia also had some notable um television experiences, uh, uh, television appearances as well. So Yeah, um, but that was too was, tiny for me. I needed her larger than life. I needed to see her running with them headphones on in slow motion. I could still see it. Okay. All and I'm right. sure as people hear me say it, they can picture it too. Uh, and they're probably uh, male. They're beauty. probably male doing this too. So that's what hilarious. a thing of beauty. Uh -huh. And then there's Morris Chestnut. I yes. believe this was probably his first film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, and he didn't get out of it alive, did he? Spoiler alert. <laughs> It was the <laughs> the cry heard around the world when uh, when when the unfortunate uh, unfortunate thing that happened to Ricky was that he ended up um, passing away and Tyra Farrell that played his mom and oh the, he didn't pass away he got killed 
Yeah, um, the whole just kind of that. I I would always get somewhat emotional seeing that part because that was kind of the hope and the dream. He was him and Ice Cube. Their their brotherhood was kind of put to a test, and that was you know well written by John introducing that type of thing. But I believe um, this was uh, one one of his first films. And, Absolutely, yeah. And these are the films that launched their the, careers, right? And and he ended up doing. Uh, I think he did. He did. He did something in television, and then the very first film role he had uh, was the uh, was Boys in the Hood. Then he went on to do other stuff. Um, he tried several times. I remember seeing Out All Night. That was a, a TV series with uh, Patti LaBelle and Vivica mm-hmm. A. Fox, and right. then he had a couple of appearances um, in the Inkwell. Um, higher learning he was unaccredited in that one and yeah, uh, then of course the uh, he, he was in gi jane um the Ernest green story and then of course like Ni- nina um he was in uh as the man the the man l boogie lance sullivan in the best man i think the and, and less from here let's talk about why we love the 90s and why it's probably something that's relevant for today mm-hmm. so because some people may be listening thinking like mm-hmm. why are we talking about something more than 30 years ago well excuse me peacock has just put out the best man the final chapter mm-hmm. and believe it or not that's supposed to wrap up everything about this the best man it took all of these wonderful actors and artists and kind of gave them this kind of almost send off from the decade because we grew up with these people through the 90s mm-hmm. you know Nia Long plays Jordan but Nia Long is Nia Long and you know her because you saw her like in three four five 20 felt like movies throughout that whole decade you know you knew um you knew Tay Diggs because you had seen Tay Diggs so many different times you know in the wood so, and yeah. he was in the wood. He was. So these uh, were these. They they felt. Stella got his groove back. You felt like you knew them, you know, yeah. and it and and because of that, that movie I think had probably for Universal um, mm-hmm. at the time they thought, oh, Malcolm D. Lee, you know, he's got the last name, you know, being related to Spike Lee. <laughs> he wants to do this project. Sure, we'll green light it. We got some movie stars and somebody will go see it. We'll break even. Great. Yeah, no. Phenomenal <laughs> success. Amazing <laughs> film that people talked about so much that they that 12 years later, they ended up making the first of an improbable sequel mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. you know with the best man holiday which comes well after the 90s and of course that success is only built because you know you and i val we love the 90s so much you know we wanted to go back with them and here one more time they're trying to go back to the well with a best man holiday the, uh the final chapter so they went from the best man to best man holiday and now best man final chapter on peacock and this is a series it's episodic it's not like the movie but it gives you all the original characters it takes you through uh the story arc you see them kind of grow closer you see some people grow apart and it's characters that you know and that's why i think it's been so successful and it was such a 
great idea to put it together around the uh, winter holidays, ending one year, beginning another, because no matter what the date on the calendar is, they know that we love the 90s. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson, and host Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku. Um, we can definitely say that we love the 90s because it gave us a several films that we can remember and it took them a long time to come with in regards to the best man um everyone that was in the original film that was released in 99 with uh, malcolm lee as its director everyone started to spring off and do their own you know start their own careers like a year later you had sanaya lathan and love and basketball um a couple of years later um you had Terrence Howard in um, Hustle and Flow, where he was and got nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, Morris Chestnut kind of bouncing back and forth, but doing trying to do a lot of more stuff on television. And, and Harold Pinot in Oz. That's the uh, sure. award-winning show that was groundbreaking for um, HBO and then and then that time. And just it was it was just really great to see where and how people's careers kind of ebbed and flowed and then uh tay currently now is on all american on the cw um as you know as a series regular and i i, I have to admit the reason why i'm watching all american is not for the kids it's for tay right because you do him you do him you know back when you know back the couple different times that he was trying to get with Sanaa Lathan right because uh, can you name one, can right? you name can you name all three films that um no I'm sorry I think it's four four films that Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan have been in well I, I know Brown Sugar is one that's Brown Sugar is that one. comes uh, uh well we obviously said Best Man so Best obviously. Man and mm-hmm. Best Man Holiday so that's are three. you counting those separately Okay. Uh, we can just count the best man as one. So Okay. All right. Okay. So there's another one. People don't remember the wood. Sanai Lathan had a very small role in that. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny one. <laughs> so um, she is in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. It's, it, I, I think that, yeah. So I mean these these are these are people that we have known for all these years. And that also kind of explains why last year, you know, not only were we kind of rooting for uh, you know, Nia Long on the screen as she repri- uh did a reprisal of her role of Jordan on Best Man uh final chapter, we were also cheering for her because and trying to give support to her like, girl, don't let nobody treat you like that. Yeah. I mean, that was the, that was a reaction. I mean, Black Twitter. Mm, hello. <laughs> I mean, that was a that was a heartfelt thing. Like that dude needed to go into hiding, for real. There was lots of brothers that did. He, he, mm, 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 mm. Don't do that to her. Don't do that to her. That 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 have been everybody's like you know sweetheart. America's sweetheart is Neil Long. Okay, 
You ask any brother on the street over over 30, they would say Nia Long, okay? Well, that's that's I, why she gets name checked in songs to this day. People love her. They love that woman. So, they, so let me let me let me let me stop all of this all of this gush over Nia Long. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, very, I think that it's it's deserved because Nia deserved. Long is a reason mm-hmm. that I love the nineties. You know, you are really destroying the groove up in here. Sorry. You look nice. Gee, thanks. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, Morris Chestnut uh, is probably the reason I, he, the child really worked out hard. Um, there were some scenes in The Best Man Holiday. Talk about getting the weight room? No, talking about when he and his wife He's walking in. He got no shirt on, and I'm sitting here going. And this that's what I'm talking about the weight room. No, no, I was talking about I was talking about him coming into the bedroom with with his wife, who we didn't realize at the time was dying because of cancer. But I'm sitting here like, oh, this is a great shot. But I'm like, oh my gosh, he's as old or older, or I'm the age just goes out of the window because I'm just kind of like, you're in great shape. And of course, with the best man. The final chapters there were a couple of shirtless <laughs> some of them were funny a lot of them were funny <laughs> in yeah, the, um, in the, the final chapter, it's more than shirtless it, exactly i've seen some people streaming and though no, i know but i could have been streaming in some of them shots can you imagine that you have been <laughs> on the screen you have been acting in front of america for over three decades and there was a cute TikTok um reel that came out and it was nia and Morris Chestnut, and they were kind of joking around and like, you know what, we've been in and out of films uh, with each other since Boys in the Hood. And when I thought about that, I said, oh my gosh, that is so correct. Because I don't remember if, uh, I don't know if Ricky, <laughs> or I didn't know if Morris or Nina Nia had any had any scenes together in Boys in the Hood. I have to watch it again to, to see if I remember that, but I don't think they do. But it, um, for the best man, the final chapters, Jordan has an important role as the godmother. And I was so um, moved by the relationship that was budding between uh, the Terrence Howard char- character, Spivey, and Melissa DeSoto's character, uh, Shelby. Because in that very first film, um, The Best Man, all of the men or the majority of folks did not like Shelby because she was so you know, uppity and only wanted things to be done a certain way. But in this series, you will see her kind of do that flip-flop where, you know, she's like, I'm business and needs to be done this certain way. But then when it comes to Terrence Howard's character or her daughter, she she softens and it's beautiful to see. And I I that to me is kind of the best thing about this best man final chapters is seeing that relationship evolve between Shelby and Spivey SNS. Well, let me go back to Jordan, because uh, mm-hmm. Nia Long is Jordan. Uh, and this I is know. the Jordan year. You do know that we are in the Jordan year, right? What Jordan year are we? Oh, the 23 year or so. 23. Russell, we're down to two, down to one. Here's Jordan. Oh my this gosh! Is the, this so is the Jordan year. This is the championships. This is when come, people get collect collect from their work. This is when we all gonna cash in 
and get our championships for real, for certain. It's on my dream board. I don't know about yours, but this <laughs> is my Jordan year. So okay. speaking of Jordan, what a wonderful character because I believe this is her. And not only that, of course Peacock had to bring her back for, for this. Nia Long is one of the reasons that NBC is NBC. She's also responsible for their other big streaming show in a part because not only did Tay Diggs fall in love with her with uh, Jordan and the original best man mm -hmm. not only did my man Lorenz Tate as Darius fall in love with her <laughs> in Love Jones mm -hmm. as Nia mm -hmm. certainly Will fell in love with Lisa on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And mm -hmm. who played Lisa on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Mia Long. Mia Long. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. She is. She is the 90s sweetheart, for real. And now, just like this new chapter of The Best Man, a final chapter, we've got a second season coming out of Peacock's other hit runaway show, Bel-Air. And I can't wait to see what they do with this. Yeah, they, because they started, they started out with all that love of, you know, what Will Smith did and what Will Smith brought to it. And I hope that what happened in that first season is they established themselves as a different show, mm -hmm. a different narrative mm -hmm. where it stands on its own and it doesn't really need to go back to these kind of original actors who were there. I know they brought some in to this current cast, but I think this can survive, unlike Emancipation, which is certainly not doing it with Will Smith. Post-slap, <laughs> post-slap, I think Bel Air as a show is something that people are going to come back to. And I, and I, and I hope and that I, they do. Because and ironically, and ironically, when I was re-watching The Best Man, the final chapters, do you know that the Peacock just rolled right into Bel Air? And I'm like, well, I didn't pick this. <laughs> Oh, but they want you to. But oh. they want you to. And I was thinking, I, I know it's coming. I know it, 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 the, the second season is supposed to start. Well, because they know that you love the 90s. You, you sitting here watching Best Man Final Chapter. You, you, you know what would be nice. You know, you could make it into your own Thursday night, right? Your own NBC Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, because they'll, they'll probably do what they did last year is release, you know, a new episode every week for the next eight weeks. I think there was only eight episodes of Bel Air, but for both, uh, The Best Man, The Final Chapters, and Bel Air, they are both currently streaming on Peacock, and the new season for Bel Air is next month in, in February. They're coming back, and I'm excited to see what Cassandra Freeman's gonna do as Vivian Banks, what Jabari Banks is gonna do as Will, as Will what Coco Jones is gonna do as Hillary, and um, and then, of course, Simone Joy Jones, who plays Lisa, the character that was created in the 90s and who embodied that back then was Mia Long. And when it came to the 90s music, there was three, there were three CDs that I needed to have. And mm -hmm. I played the heck out of all the time. Mm -hmm. My three go to the chronic. Okay. Had to have the chronic. And then I had I had this other one uh, you probably heard of. It was called little thing called the Score. Yeah. By by a small group called the Fugees. It was, it was a small trio. Group. There was th three of them. This one girl in there, she could sing a little bit. So you silly. know. And then my other one was Illmatic. 
Illmatic Nas. That was that was like old school hip hop just brought brought to the forefront. Now, if I was gonna pick my three, I would go with a low end theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, love Quest. it, love it. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then I would go with the girl from the Fugees, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, because it was a great yeah. education for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an education for her too. Like, you know, give credit when you got 10 million people working on your solo, um, you know. And then kind of that introduction to Neo Soul. We want to say it was, we want to say it was Erica Badu. We want to say it was D'Angelo. We want to say it's a bunch of- Yeah, Hilly Jilly from it Philly. Could say, we could say all that, but I will say Maxwell, the, the Urban Hang Suite mm. is something that I can still hang with to this day. It calms me down. It makes me feel relaxed. A little something, something. A little something, something. And of course, <laughs> the way it's remixed in Love Jones. Yeah. And stripped all the way down. And yeah, I know you want Max to strip down. A... I know that. Yes. Val likes him best stripped down. <laughs> the music, right? You mean the music. So that's an that's an easy. I didn't even have to look to see what was the name of the the CDs because they're somewhere in this house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we love the '90s. It's very reminiscent of of an easier time, and I it would have been fun because the '80s for me is when I was much younger. I was a full adult the entire part of the '90s, but for someone to that was born probably. Um, and in the 80s and then the 90s was their childhood or their coming of age as a teenager you had some great music and some great films to come of age too yeah you, really you, did. I mean, you had serious movies like Malcolm X and then you had just fun things like Friday and they, mm -hmm. they all kind of talk about this widened and expanding black experience Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, all of those are some of the reasons I think that we both love the 90s. To see more of our We Love the 90s chat, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners, launching Saturday, January 7th, and every Saturday in January from 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, to 11.30 a.m. Central, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. To sign up for the course and join our Interludes community of podcasters, please visit linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktree slash purelightmedia. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash purelightmedia light media.